Hello, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. I have a message for you today I've entitled Choking the Bread. Um, this is a true story and happened uh, several years ago. We were taking communion, the Lord's Supper, at church. And near the end of communion, a loud disturbance occurred behind me. Well, everyone turned to see what was happening, and Robin asked from the pulpit if one of the women was okay. Well, the bread had apparently, you know, gone down the wrong pipe, and she was uncomfortably coughing. She kind of waved her hand a bit and tried to indicate she was okay, but she quickly got worse. I rushed over to her side and laid my hand on her, gently calling on the name of Jesus. It's one of those moments when everything seemed to go in slow motion. My mouth was speaking the name of Jesus over and over at the same time as my mind was crying out simultaneously, thinking, Lord, God, please, certainly she won't choke on your bread. As Robin prepared to do the Heimlich, the sweet woman's throat cleared up and she was okay. By then, of course, many of us were in quiet tears, just greatly disturbed by the incident, but extremely relieved by its outcome. As I sat there holding the woman's hand, the Holy Spirit told me he had something to speak through this. Well, I committed it to prayer and waited to hear from him, and I'll tell you, it did not take long for his message to be revealed. In fact, it was that afternoon that the Lord reminded me of the scripture I had just read that very morning. In my one-year Bible reading, I had read the parable of the sower. The word choke only appears in the Bible a few times, and every time it appears, guess what? It's found in that section of scripture, in the parable of the sower that I just read that morning. Listen to this. It's in Mark 4, verses 3 to 9. Jesus said, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Now listen to this. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So, what is Jesus talking about here? What are these seeds? What are these thorns? Well, thankfully, I don't have to figure that out. God's word interprets his own word. He explains it clearly in the verses that follow. And since this parable is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, I'm actually going to read the scriptures from all three because it provides us a full picture that I believe the Lord wants us to see today. So just relax and go along here with me as I read a few sections from scripture. Listen to Matthew 13, 22. This is again, Jesus explaining this parable I just read to you. This is what he said. Now he who received seed among the thorns 
is he who hears the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Now in Mark 4.18, Jesus explains again, Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things, enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Are you hearing the themes? Here's the last one. Luke 8, 14. Jesus says, Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. Are you getting the picture? I believe the Lord chose this dear honorable woman of God at our church, the one who almost choked on the communion bread, to serve as a picture, to provide us a warning and a warning to any with ears to hear. Don't choke the bread of life. Don't let the cares, the riches and pleasures of life take a higher place than Jesus himself. Amen. Well, check out what happened one week after the incident occurred with the woman and the communion bread. One week later, our host, our church hosted an end-of-semester dinner for the families of the children who come to our weekly after-school good news time. During the program, my husband, Robin, was moved to give an invitation to any who would receive Christ as their Savior. Eight parents raised their hands. Eight of them, most of them haven't darkened the doors of a church for decades. Then the following weekend, on Resurrection Sunday, Easter weekend, nine visitors, more parents of the Good News Kids, surrendered their lives to the Lord. Then 11 people got baptized. (laughs) You have to understand something. Our church has about 45 people uh, in attendance every Sunday. One elder said it was the best resurrection service he had ever experienced. We all had no idea that the Lord would pour out his Holy Spirit in such a beautiful, powerful way. And he had spoken ahead of time. He had vividly provided a word of preparation and warning beforehand. To pay attention, to listen, to be vigilant. Do all you can to keep the thorns from choking the seeds of God's word that are planted in the hearts of his precious people, these new children of God. But it goes farther. I believe this wake-up call isn't limited to our little church here in a small rural town. (laughs) Could this be a timely word for each of us individually? Could it be a word of warning for all of God's people across the land? Because see, it's a terrible thing to be unfruitful for God. Let us not ever be unfruitful for God. It's like holding the key to something amazing, yet never entering in. It's like having a ticket to something incredible, yet not participating. It's like being invited to the party of the year and yet not attending. Yes, being unfruitful for God is surviving. It's not thriving. Is there anyone in your realm of influence who may be in danger of the thorns of life? the riches, the cares, the pleasures, the distractions. 
choking the seed of God's word in their lives? If so, they remain unfruitful. Oh, I just pray you consider rushing over to them, gently placing your hand on their shoulder, interceding on their behalf in the name of Jesus, and preparing to do a spiritual Heimlich if necessary. People, this may be a matter of life and death. You may be the very one God has chosen to help them understand God's word. Read, study, listen to, and learn his word yourself. If we hear the Bible and we understand it, then the thorns won't choke the seed. Matthew 13, 23 says, But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understand it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Amen.